Hey, buddy. I'm doing This show's epic. Welcome to the set of the Boise Show, Rangers. I'll take your power star, too. Hey! Thanks. I've tied them up and taken their stars for you, ma'am. Good thinking. Wouldn't want any of them morphing, would we? <laughs> Someone's missing. Where's Sledge? It's time to start the show. Well, oh, the Blue Ranger opened a portal, and then he and Sledge tumbled through it. all six rangers to be my guests. I can't believe Preston's in another dimension with that monster. I hope he's okay. And you are tuning in uh -oh. to Why Not Sports uh -oh. with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey... Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, world. I promise it's not a fluke. I promise. I promise. I promise. I have actor podcasting. Author Brody of the Power Rangers Ninja Steel, Mr. William Shoe Felt. Welcome to Why Not Sports, man. Thank you for being just thank you for being here, man. For real, I appreciate it. Derek, thank you for having me on, man. It, it's a pleasure to be on, and I'm I'm looking forward to talking about everything sports, athletics, uh, books, career, just whatever you want to get into. Good, good, good. Now, world, I know you heard the skit. Yes, yes, yes. I wasn't able to get all the Power Rangers, but I was able to secure one. I was able to get them on. I'm excited. Even my son's excited because he's been like, yo, dad, when, when when can I get to hear from Brody? So, son, Papa came through. Thank you, son, for giving me the opportunity to not just watch one, but two seasons of the Power Rangers Ninja Steel. But first What's off, your son's name? Uh, Derek as well. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, well, shout out to young Derek, young Derek Jr. How you doing? Yeah, man. Shout out from Brody. Yeah, see, man, that, that now he's he's pumped. Now he he gonna sound the dad of the year with that with that uh, <laughs> shout out. So definitely appreciate that, man. Absolutely. But before we really really dive in, I want to kind of talk about a post that I was able to capture that. You was able to send yourself about getting out of corporate America. Can you just mm -hmm. elaborate on that uh, right quick, man, for the world? Yeah. So I was uh, doing a, an economics degree at UC San Diego, and I was heavily involved in that. I was president of our economic society. And every summer I was doing different internships, consulting, accounting um, in insurance. And by the third year, I was very, very convinced that I did not want to get into academia. I did not want to get into corporate America. Um, neither of those things really excited me. And I strongly, strongly felt like I was supposed to be elsewhere. Mm -hmm. I had a strong conviction that um, that I was supposed to be a part of this acting entertainment world. Um, I've always kind of had entrepreneurial instincts and dreams. So I knew that. And it was just one of those feelings where you just feel out of place and mm -hmm. you strongly feel like my potential is not being utilized uh, to the fullest where I'm at. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm working this internship and every single day feels like a week. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, it, I actually got rid of the, the clock on the desktop just so I couldn't look at it because, man, those minutes went by slowly. Right. So <laughs> right. I, oh, man, do I know that. So I basically, I, I kept thinking like, man, I would honestly rather work at Starbucks or drive an Uber. So mm. if that's the case, if that's the alternative and I'm okay with those, then what could I really do if I just decided to go for it? You know, if I just fully put myself into it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got really clear about my goals with acting and with what I wanted to do in entertainment. And there was a day at the office where I, I was I was just thinking about this so much and it kind of hit me and I realized, you know what? You need to just go for this. Like, you're not going to die if you pursue it. Mm -hmm. It's completely doable. The opportunity is open to you. You're still 20 years old. And I just started typing to myself like, if you want to get out of corporate America, here's what you got to do. Like, you need to get in great shape. You need to apply for all these gigs. You need to hustle nonstop this last year of college. You need to not waste time. Um, all these kind of things. Network with people. Like, just spread yourself out there and work hard. Because I thought about it. I'm like, man, if I put every ounce of mental and physical energy into this, I'm certain that I could achieve something within a year. I could book something, you know, mm -hmm. it, it might not be big, but I could book something. I'm certain of it. So that's that's what I did. I just gave it everything I had. And that inspires me, as I told you, as soon as we get done recording, I got to go punch a clock. However, <laughs> I get that a lot with, you know, people such as yourself, you know, like, man, Murph, take that leap of faith. I'm like, but it's not that easy. But for that person that listening, like, you just heard Will said that, hey, he took that leap of faith, but he believed in himself and put everything that is about him out there and anything is possible. And this is just another person that I've been able to collaborate with. And again, thank you for, for taking time to be on the show Definitely. that's willing to just believe in themselves and and, and, and do what they love to do. And I'm going to just shift it just a little bit because I, I'm, I'm even like six months even uh, or a year away at the most from actually doing what I love to do full time, mm -hmm. which is talk sports, you know, and, and just mm -hmm. be around people and using my platform to uh, empire and inspire. Now, mm -hmm. once you was like, what gig was the first gig for you that you was like, okay, uh, this this was good. For me to take that leap of faith was it the power rangers ninja steel opportunity that so that that was kind of the culmination of that one year goal but honestly um it was it was a lot of little things so once i started doing plays i realized i definitely had a passion for it um okay. I, I i just felt excited about it i love doing it and then when i started to get involved in short films that's when i really started to feel like okay i feel like i'm in my element here Gotcha. I like being on a set. I like seeing the cameras around and the people working on costume and set design and collaborating with the director. I like all of that. Um, so it was really when I was doing those different short films at San Diego State um, that I felt like this is kind of the path I want to go down. And then I had this sort of featured extra role on this show called, I think it was Pitch. Um, I, I don't know if they ended up going through with it, but it was about like the first female baseball player in the in the um, MLB, hmm. and and just being on set with that and seeing these actors who had been on a bunch of other shows and seeing the way the director worked and just how big of a production it was, 
I was like, this is what I got to do for the rest of my life. Like, I'm definitely in the right place. So that was very inspiring for me. Um, one thing real quick about when people talk about making the leap of faith, I would say, honestly, you'll know when it's the right time because this whole acting dream, it's not like it hit me out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. I had been thinking about this for a few years before I ever went for it. Gotcha. And it, it just wasn't the right time. Like I, I had not worked myself up to that level, but once you've taken care of all of the different steps, it's almost like God tells you like, it's time to leap now. Now's the yeah. time to go. And you're still going to have resistance. The fear is crazy. There's a lot oh, of fear. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrifying because you think like, what if I go homeless? What if yeah. my family is disappointed in my decisions? And, you know, I'm, I'm another struggling artist, like kind of bum. And I was like, man, I, I do not want to become that. Like, I've, I've never been that kind of person. I don't mm. want to be labeled that way. But when it's time to make that leap, you'll know. And you'll also have so much more motivation and focus towards it. But I would tell people, like, whether they want to start a business or they want to get into acting or um, sports, whatever it happens to be, don't jump the gun on that. Don't gotcha. don't just listen to a motivational video and, and then decide, oh, to hell with it. I'm going to burn the bridges and, yeah. and just go. It's like, no, be very strategic about it and put the work in. Ooh, <laughs> you hearing it from the man that has done it. Like I told you guys earlier, actor, podcaster, author, and Brody from Power Rangers, Ninja Steel. So, again, we're all, don't laugh at me. Again, my son, we watched all two episodes, I mean, two seasons, which was think like 30 to 40 episodes trust me so when i say that with emphasis because we sing the song and at the end of the show you actually hear a clip of that song and i gotta just talk about just a few minutes so when you were casting for the power rangers how was that how did that opportunity come about so by that point i had done um a bunch of short films commercials music videos plays so I, I kind of like snowballed this thing where, where I had a little bit of momentum behind me and I, mm-hmm. I had secured an agent, had the headshot, casting profiles, going to auditions constantly. Um, so, so I had some momentum going. I was maybe about six months into my acting journey, mm-hmm. but I, you know, every single day of those six months was spent very intentionally. And I get an email from my agent. I had just driven back from LA. I'd done this little like Coca-Cola shoot the night before. Okay. I drive back and it's like midnight and I finally drive back to San Diego from LA and I'm just wiped out. And then I see in my email, I got an audition for the next morning at like 10 AM. So I'm like, okay, crap, let me, let me get whatever sleep I can get. And then look at these lines. And, and when I read it, um, and I found out it was from power Rangers and I read the description of the character, I'm like, Oh, game over. Like this, this character is like me. I, I can, I can play that easily. Um, so, I read through the sides and in the morning I got up and I'm driving to LA. I have, I recorded the side and then I just played them on repeat in my car over and over and over again. And sides for people that don't know are basically your, it's your script that you have to memorize for the audition. Ah, okay. So it's, it's kind of like the scene that you have to um, perform at the audition. Mm-hmm. So I had recorded that and I was just playing it over and over and over again in my car. So I pretty much memorized it in the car. I get to LA um, and I'm sunburnt from the shoot the day before. We had been on the beach all day. And I'm thinking, man, my chances don't look too good. But uh, I go in there. I do the scene. I, I don't even remember most of the words. And I'm like, shit, I, I think I might have ruined that one. But we go through with it. And 
And uh, a couple weeks later, I, I ended up getting the call back. So I'm like, okay, okay, let's let's not mess this mess this one up. So I show up for the call back, and I'm ready for that. We we do some martial arts stuff. We do some uh, some scenes, and I felt good about that. And then I think about one or two months later, I get the I get the call for the um, the screen test. So this is like wow. this is when they finalize it. The screen test. They bring in the producers. They bring in the director. Uh, they, you know, and basically they have about 20, uh, actors there and you know that about five of them are going to be in the final cast. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a crazy feeling because everybody's being friendly and high energy, but at the same time, you're kind of eyeing everybody and you're like, "Ah, this is my job potentially. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like that person looks like they might be a white ranger and Mm -hmm. you know, so there's, there's a bit of a competitive vibe there. I was, it was funny, like, uh, Peter who plays the Blue Ranger at the yeah. audition, he's like, dude, you were like straight up Michael Corleone and the Godfather. You were sitting in a corner, just quiet, just observing everyone, not making any noise. And to me, I I just, um, I was zoned in like crazy. I was visualizing getting the role. Mm-hmm. I was visualizing the scene. I was confident. I was affirming it like, dude, you have put in the work this past year. Yes. This is the goal that you set for yourself, and this is your opportunity. You are going to go in there and light that audition on fire. So it was very important for me to mentally prepare myself for that. So that's why I wasn't really talking to anybody. I wasn't uh, joking around or anything. Right. To me, it was, damn, it was dead serious. Yes, sir. So um, by the time I went in there, I did the scene, and honestly, I don't remember any of it, and I don't remember if I did well or not. I remember seeing great facial expressions from the casting director and the director, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't remember any of it. And I walked out <laughs> there and I remember thinking like, man, I did I black out or what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> um, but luckily it went really well. And then they would bring us in for these little group shots just to see how we line up in a group and how everybody looks mm. as a team. And I was always, I was very, <laughs> I was very particular about this. I would always make sure that I was in the center of the group. Like, like a, that's a typical, that's a typical Red Ranger move, right? Yeah, there. right. I always made right. sure I was in the center of the group, um, so it, it probably played pretty well. But uh, yeah, man. And then you know, I, I ended up waiting like another two, three months to finally get the call because they take a lot of time with that. And I got the call and flew out to New Zealand and. Uh, nine months of filming, forty something episodes, yep. and it was it was a life changing thing, man. Man, and again, thank you for giving me insight to know that even for something that you took nine months in another country, the process <laughs> was months and months and months, almost what half yeah. a year or even a year, man. So, thank you for for staying persistent and just staying focused. And for people like me, like I told you earlier. That, you know, I'm getting a step closer to, you know, doing what I love to do full time. Just keeping me, like you said, being strategic and, and staying focused. Yeah, and people got to know that it's very uncomfortable, too. Like, if you think working towards your dreams is like this, you know, it, there's a saying, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. Or, uh, you know, follow your passions and, and you'll always be happy and things like that. Hell no. <laughs> like, when you're working towards your goals... It is extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Many, many times you struggle, you fail, things don't work out. Maybe a, a casting director tells you like, hey, look, you're just not cut out for this. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Uh, the bank balance isn't looking good because you're not working as much. Like all that kind of stuff. And it's it's terrifying, you know, and you got to figure out like, I got to sleep. 
I got to somehow make money and support myself. I got to drive to this audition. Right. You know, oh, my car is breaking down. Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff, there's nothing comfortable and there's nothing easy about it. It's extremely uncomfortable, but it's worth it. And that's why you have to pick something that you love. Otherwise, when you hit those hurdles, you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to just go get a job. This is not worth <laughs> right. it. Like this is too stressful. Yeah. So it has to be something that really lights your soul on fire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and and like you said, just soul on fire. Were you always the athlete? Were you always that person that, you know, really endure and love sports? Yeah, I, I would honestly say so. Like, like from when I was five, I started doing martial arts okay. and, you know, we got into these martial arts tournaments and um, I, I would consistently is the weirdest thing, but I consistently play second at those and there was just a there was a dude that i just couldn't beat and i remember there was this one tournament where my where i you know you're you're crazy nervous before these you're about to go up there and pretty much fight another kid Mm -hmm. and i remember my dad telling me like you you need to realize that that other kid is just as nervous as you are right Mm -hmm. now and this could go either way so you need to go in there and like take this and once again, I got second. <laughs> um, but I, I did that until I was 12. And then yeah. when I was 12, that's when I really got into weight training. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a passion of mine uh, forever. Okay, if I could have done it earlier, I would have. But, you know, finally, Gold's Gym allowed me when I was like 12. I think I said I was 13. And they allowed me to go in there with my dad. <laughs> I started lifting weights, got into the protein powders and the creatine and mm-hmm. all the different supplements and wasting tons of money at GNC. Uh, watching all these different bodybuilders train, and then, um, and then throughout high school, I did track and field. I was a sprinter. I also did some cross country. And the weird sport that I did that nobody even knows is a sport is I competed in competitive arm wrestling for maybe four or five years. Wow! Uh, but I got really heavily invested in that. It's it's a really cool sport. People don't know it exists, but um, I did until yeah. today. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty well established. There's wow. there's regionals and uh, state championships, national championships, world championships. You know, um, like different weight classes mm-hmm. and people cut to make weight and all that kind of stuff. So um, I did that for a little while, and then you know after my my elbow couldn't take it anymore, right. I said get it, and and I just <laughs> moved on to pretty much what I do nowadays is just keeping in shape and um, you know just staying in the gym. I love staying in the gym. And we're going to talk about that shortly, but I want to backtrack just a little bit, Will. Like, when I see the movies and people gathering around for the arm wrestling events, I thought that was kind of like in high school. Like, with us, they'd be like, let's see who the strongest and just for, you know, bragging rights or just for, you know, just to see who's the strongest. But this is that those probably actually events. So, I, like I said, that, that's pretty dope to know that it is something yeah. that magnitude when it comes to arm wrestling. So, thank you for enlightening me and I'm sure some of my listeners. Yeah, there, there's a, a heavily organized sport, and there are these tournaments all over the place. And uh, there's actually a really great documentary. I think it's on Netflix, and you can honestly just find it online. It's called Pulling John. Okay. So pulling pulling is a term that arm wrestlers use for arm wrestling because um, the motion that you're doing, it's not pushing somebody to the side, but it's actually trying to pull them towards yourself because mm. it extends their arm and it makes them weaker. So uh, there's this documentary called Pulling John, and it's about this arm wrestler, John Berzink. He is a 200-pound American dude who pretty much from the mid-80s all the way up until 2008 was almost undefeated. Like, the guy literally, he traveled the world looking for somebody to beat him. And, you know, Russians and and just all the guys in the U.S., 
like nobody could take this guy down um so he's he's known as like the greatest arm wrestler of all time he wasn't a huge guy he looks kind of just like a, a normal sized guy mm -hmm. but um the guy had a, a rock solid arm like it just you couldn't pin this guy so really cool documentary if people ever want to check that out yeah i know i definitely will and what you were speaking on as far as you know, sneaking in, lying about your age to get to the gold gym. Yeah. But it pays yeah. dividends because now if you can talk about um, like my protein us and the primal body nation uh, mm -hmm. corporations or uh, mm -hmm. uh, companies that you are working with or a part of. Can you just talk about those, man? Because this is when I'm really I got my notepad because I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> So, so a, a lot of this stuff, it just starts, um, it really has to start with your content and who you truly are and what you want to put out there. So for me, just over the past two years of putting out a lot of fitness oriented content, mm -hmm. diet oriented content, mm -hmm. that led me to start my own online business called Primal Body, gotcha. which um, is online coaching. We have courses, training programs, meal plans, and a lot of it has to do with the carnivore and the keto diet. So that was, that was kind of what really changed the whole fitness game for me. For a long time, I was training, but I, I could never quite figure out how to get like ripped, how to really get that lean physique. And once I started doing a carnivore diet, the fat just melted off, uh, muscle growth went way up. Nice. So I've, I've been promoting that a lot recently. So that, that's what Primal Body is. And I'm continuing to promote that and do programs and coach people. My Protein is an amazing company based out of the UK, and they do a lot of uh, you know supplements, protein powders, pre-workouts, things like that, as well as a lot of great fitness apparel. So they reached out to me a couple months ago, and th that's the benefit of just putting that content out there and being consistent with it. They reached out to me. They liked my content. Um, they liked my following and how engaged everybody was, and they talked about doing a partnership. So now I'm partnered up with them, and I'm promoting their apparel and their protein powders and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those brand partnerships that I, I really, really like them and I like their products. So it's easy for me to get behind that. Now for the world, I promise you, Will will let you know how to find him on social media as well as my protein, as well as his online business, Primal Body Nation. But I still got a couple of more questions. Then we can all, you know, see where we can support and find him. Alter. Okay. Alter. Now, I was checking out um, one of your recent episodes, but what really caught my attention is the one that you partner with uh, Brad and Brian, Carnivore Cooking for Cool Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please talk about that. That's interesting. Yeah, so, um, you know, this whole carnivore diet that I've been promoting. So Brad Kearns is New York Times bestselling author. He's mm -hmm. got a Guinness World Record, um, you know, just very, very accomplished guy. And Brian McAndrews uh, has worked with him on a lot of different projects. So both of those guys were working on a keto uh, cookbook. And I had a great talk with Brad Kearns at this event called Paleo FX. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a, a convention that brings together all these paleo speakers and um, companies and just people that promote a paleo diet. And I got to talking with Brad and I was sharing with him a lot of the stuff that I was working on and, you know, different ideas around the carnivore diet. Next thing I know, uh, you know, about a week later, he pitches the idea of doing a book with me. So um, we started working on that and 
we basically put together this amazing cookbook that also has a ton of information about fitness and how to drop body fat and optimize your body composition, why you want to do a carnivore diet, how to properly do it, what sort of supplements you might want to try. So it's, it's just going to be a really, really fun book. And there's a lot of humor in there as well. The idea is just gearing it towards guys like ourselves that, uh, you know, aren't trying to be culinary masters, but we love a good <laughs> meal and we're trying to stay in shape and keep it simple and delicious and easy. So we put in all of our favorite recipes in there and there's some really, really good stuff in there. Now, um, yeah. No, I was just going to say as far as the, the book, um, is the book, where can the world find the book at? Yeah, so it's coming out December 6th, um, currently available for pre-order on Amazon. And then it is going to be distributed pretty much nationwide, Barnes and Nobles. Um, trying to think anywhere else that sells books is where you can find it. Cool, cool, cool. Now, you have uh, you have other books out there as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other book that I just recently released was The P.E. Diet yes. by myself and Dr. Ted Naiman. Mm -hmm. Dr. Ted Naiman is this incredible doctor. He is in his mid-40s and he's worked with thousands of patients. He trains 15 minutes a day and he follows a super simple diet and he's absolutely ripped. He's never been in a gym in his life. He's wow. never touched a weight. But he, uh, he does body weight calisthenics 15 minutes a day and he's just in phenomenal shape. His mission and the information he puts out there is how to make diet and exercise so simple that anybody could do this and anybody could achieve optimal health. So the idea behind the PE diet book was I wanted my mom or dad or just the average person, you know, uh, in a bookstore to be able to pick this up and to flip through it and to immediately understand, oh, this is easy. Okay, I, I can just follow this diet. I can follow these three simple practices and my health is gonna transform forever. So we took the most effective practices with diet and fitness, because a lot of people talk about so many different ideas. You need to train this way, you need to follow this diet, you should be eating this superfood, mm -hmm. uh, you should be doing this cleanse, you should be doing this style of cardio, and there's, there's all these rules and rules and rules that pile on top of each other. We distilled the most effective three things you could possibly do to transform your body and your health permanently and you know keep chronic diseases at bay yes. uh, enjoy your life have lots of energy keep your weight down keep your muscle up all those kind of things that anybody any age man or woman can do and that's what this book is all about so i i keep telling people this is literally like the holy grail this book like um i'm really really excited about it we've put so many infographics in there because we didn't want it to be this uh, dense chunk of text every single page where mm -hmm. you're just reading through this like those kind of books, nobody, you know, really has the time these days to sit right. down and do that. So we put as many images and graphics in there to just simplify the concepts. And yeah, so so that book we released and that is on the PE diet.com. Um, currently, it's only available as an ebook, PDF, okay. Kindle, uh, online. But what we're aiming for is a 2020 hard copy release. So we're currently working with some different publishers and trying to figure out who's going to be the best fit there. I told y'all from the beginning, I'm truly thankful. I have Brody, a.k.a. Will, with me, y'all. He's a busy man out here making moves and constantly grinding. The last thing that I want to hit on, he's also a fellow podcaster. Please check out yeah. his podcast, Will to Win, with William Schufelt. 
Man. Yeah, so the Will to Win podcast, um, the, the idea behind the title of that actually came from Brad Kearns, oh. who's the, the co-author of that, of that carnivore cookbook. Yes. Um, but I, I just thought it was cool because what we really encompass on the podcast, there's a lot of information about health and fitness, nutrition, diet, but a huge part of my passion is just around mindset, philosophy, self-improvement, personal mm-hmm. development, uh, daily routines. How can you consistently become a better version of yourself? Like that's that's really what I'm all about. And for me, the first, the lead domino that knocks down the rest of them is always health and fitness. You know, it's it's really tough to be your best self if you don't have energy and if you're not in great health. So right. that's always the first thing I talk about. But on top of that, like reading is so important. Um, you know, having clear goals and understanding the process of goal setting is so important. So we talk about all that stuff on there. Well, I told y'all, <laughs> man, podcaster, YouTuber, author, traveling the world. But anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, man. I, again, I just want to truly thank you. Um, before, because I know my list is like Murph. Where can we find the podcast? So where can they find a podcast to, to be able to, to subscribe and check it out? Yeah, so basically anywhere you can possibly find podcasts. So if you have an Apple device, the podcast app um, on Android, it's on Stitcher. It's it's pretty much distributed anywhere you can find a podcast. So just check that out. Will to win podcast. Will to win podcast. Like I said, man, a lot of gems. This episode for me is helping me a step closer and making that that decision, hearing it from you who's done it, who, like I said, with my son, Big D, love you, son. We watched both seasons really within like a two-week span. And, yes, world, don't don't judge me. That's, that's how me and my son connected. And he was really uh, supportive of, of Red Ranger, uh, a.k.a. Brody. Um, uh, just, just overall, man, and, and just the messages – that Power Rangers, what they uh, instill, teamwork, not letting mm-hmm. the opposition get you down. From what I've observed, of course, when I was coming up, it was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, not telling my age too much, but the message is still <laughs> the same. So thank you for being a living testament uh, of that. And if uh, there's anything else you want to add to it, man, before you let the world know how to find your books, how to find you, you got the floor. Well, thank you so much for having me on, man. I, I really, really like the different topics that we talked about on this. And the main, I guess, message I always have for people is, you know, sometimes people think like, well, you know, maybe I can't achieve that sort of a goal or maybe I can't really uh, hit certain levels of greatness. And a lot of the time people limit themselves and they say, well, since I can't do that, I'm just not going to try. Right. But the, the, the most important thing is that every single person listening to this and every single person in general has the ability to get better every single day. Mm-hmm. So you may not be some of the people that you look up to. And, you know, we all have our own potential and our own talents. Yes. But every single one of us has the ability to improve daily, to become more knowledgeable, to read more, to become, you know, in better shape and better health. Uh, to work towards these different goals that we set for ourselves, to be better um, with family, with relationships. Like we can always be improving on all of these different fronts every single day. So that's ultimately the message that I have for people. And the more you invest in yourself, the more you improve, the more 
you get closer to those goals that you have and you're able to finally reach for them. You know, like when I decided to audition for this Power Ranger thing, Mm -hmm. I would never have had the confidence to do that if I had not been exercising for years, if I had not been reading books about goal setting for years and about personal development for years. I, I was always investing in myself. So when it came time to make that leap, I had the tools, I had the mindset, I had the knowledge, I had the uh, the physique, I had the health. Um, what if I had just said, ah, oh, you know what, I can't book a show like Power Rangers, right. so screw it. And I'm not going to work out, I'm not going to read books about goal setting, I'm not going to get up early. I never would have even had a chance. So you got to give yourself a chance with this stuff. At some point, God will hand you an opportunity in life. And if you have not been preparing yourself to receive it and to be ready for it, it's going to pass you right by. So I always tell people, even if there's no opportunities around you at the moment, you still have to set goals. You mm. still have to get better every single day because the opportunity is going to come at some point. Will to win. You heard it from the mayor himself. Where can they find you, sir? So most of my content is on Instagram at William Schufelt, S-H-E-W-F-E-L-T. I do my online coaching. If you want to get into shape and drop body fat, that's on primalbody.co, C-O. And Will to Win podcast, obviously. And then we have the PE Diet book that we talked about, which mm-hmm. is on the PEDiet.com. There's also the Carnivore Cookbook for Cool Dudes coming out December 6th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that's about it. Yeah, uh, that's I'm on YouTube, so youtube.com slash Will Schufelt. You could check that out. But um, yeah, that's that's about it. Will, I'll definitely be treating myself for the holidays with the books. Um, awesome. I'll continue to support. And uh, just promise me when you do come, uh, I guess, Houston, or I'll come your way. I have an event lined up in California. Hopefully you, you're in in, uh, in the area. I would like to get a, my book or book signed. So... I'll be uh, keeping you in the loop, brother. You know that. But, absolutely down, man. But 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 thank you truly that this is a good way for me to to end the quarter with great dope guests such as yourself. And world to find me the first time listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, what up? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's D Murph. Now give me twenty four to forty eight hours to respond if you shoot me a DM or you have any questions or concerns because it's like I said earlier in the show, I gotta get to work. But <laughs> we are going to end this show with the theme song of the Power Rangers. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Keep grinding. Keep the faith.